You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Enjoy the show. Yo, Joe. Yo, Justin. What's up? Not much, man. How's it going? It's going. It's going all right. I have a, I have a little bit of a cold I'm getting over. Um, it's not COVID. And you're not going to catch it from the podcast, so you don't have to worry about that. But So if I sound a little it's off. It's not COVID, but it probably is monkeypox. So have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Joe, it's been nice knowing you. I got it for Giant Monster Movie Summer. <laughs> and it's it's, <laughs> it's been, Giant Monkeypox. It's yeah, Giant, yeah. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to talk about this movie because I'm really excited about it. Uh, it's a movie that is very special to me. I uh, care about quite a bit. And I've been looking forward to talking about it with you, specifically, because uh, I know you're a big fan, too. And that is 1962's uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla. Yes, I am, uh, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Yeah. Um, God damn, is this ever a fun movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask you something, though. What's up? I, 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 which version of the movie did you watch, like, in preparation for this episode? Uh, the uh, I watched the um you know the American version. Uh, you did okay, yeah. so did I. Yeah, I've only seen the um, Japanese version uh, a recently and b once, so I don't know like you know how much to say about that. Although I know like the I know some of the bigger differences. I did before that anyway from reading about it, but um yeah, I just watched the American one because that's kind of like that's been the go to. Uh, the, yeah, the other, it yeah. was the other one was never really available until really recently uh, with the Criterion Collection, I believe. I'm I'm, I'm sure right. other people were bootlegging them, you know, but uh, I, I just never got a copy of it until I bought the the Criterion set. Okay, which I'm not advertising. I, it does it does kind of come across that way right now. But well, yeah, but like, first <laughs> you, of all, you know how great that set is. Any, <laughs> listen, anything Criterion Collection, fucking go get it. Yeah. They, We're not being paid to say that. <clears throat> right. It's just, if you like movies, just, if it's got Criterion Collection written on it, just fucking pick it up. They find a way to, like, classy up, like, really, like, <laughs> anything, you like know? Like King Kong versus Godzilla? Right. It's like two dudes in a rubber suit and uh, fighting each other, but they it's Criterion, so now it's super classy. Uh, right, and I, right. I love that about that. But the, but the uh, but but to just get off, um, well, not really off topic, but to talk about that real quick, I I showed you this. Um, I think when I got it, like I um, I think we were FaceTiming, and I, and I showed it to you. The the Criterion set for Godzilla that came out uh, maybe like a year or two ago. Um, it's it's really beautiful, and it's um it's just a show a period, which is the original um, series of movies that were basically yeah, that first yeah. run. Right, from like the 50s to basically the uh, the 70s. Because uh, after that, there's like a reboot of the series. It's called the Heisei series and starts in the 80s. But So the original uh, Showa run uh, is what they had in the, uh, the Criterion set. And it's basically just like a giant um, book, you know? Uh, it looks like a, it looks like right. a, like a poster book. Uh, hard, hard covered, you know, thin. And... When you go through it, they have like a uh, a unique poster for every um, every movie. I think it was like done by Mondo. I'm not even sure. But I was just about to ask, were they done by Mondo? I, I, I think so. Yeah. So there's a um, there's a page for each uh, movie, and then they have the um, the DVDs in the book, which I hate. I hate when they like stick it in like a a cardboard it's slot. Just... 
it's hard to get out. It's annoying, right? Yeah, it's hard to get that's my out. only complaint. I don't like like getting in and, getting it in and out of those things. Like I usually just take them out and put them somewhere else because you, you you like fuck them up. Um, yeah, but yeah, it comes in a set like that. Uh, it was relatively inexpensive when it came out, but like most of this stuff, it's harder to get now. I don't think it's really easy to to get, and it's a little bit more pricey. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's in print anymore. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's such a great collection, and I've been going through it little by little because I've seen all these movies like a thousand times. But uh, when I'm ready to watch it again and like see it in a different way. I put these on because they have different features, and obviously one of them was, you know, uh, this supplemental disc that had a bunch of the stuff. And, you know, usually, like, these discs have documentaries and stuff like that, but this disc had another movie, <laughs> which was the Japanese version of King Kong vs. Godzilla, which I've never seen. So I watched that, oh. I think, last year, and that's how I saw it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really much of a difference, to be honest with you. Right. It's, I, 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 from what I gather it's just the same movie with uh like kind of without the uh like the whole news broadcast stuff right because the news broadcast stuff is what basically they use to um explain things to the american audience without having to dub over everybody right yeah it's, it's just a lot of exposition um which i mean is it's absolutely an effective way to do it um yeah. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's not it far works, off. It from, works within the context of the movie, right? It's not far off from the original when they when they made uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. They had uh, with um, Raymond Burr, yeah, Steve Martin, and and he was the news reporter who was explaining everything to us, you know. So, right, that's that's just kind of the way to go. Um, but yeah, so like we were saying, King Kong versus Godzilla of 1962. It came out a year later in America, 1963, uh, the following summer. Uh, this movie was directed by Shiro Honda, who did the original Godzilla. Uh, and also, E.J. Subraya did the special effects, who also did the special effects in the original, and many other uh, kaiju movies from the 50s to this point. It's important to note that Godzilla, you know, being like a huge franchise, people know it very, you know, very well, uh, know it's a huge franchise. Even if you haven't seen it, you know how big it is. Uh, no pun intended. But, like, it, it was very dormant to this point. So you had Godzilla in 1954... And then the sequel a year later, Godzilla Raids Again, which was a flop. Uh, well, it was also a terrible fucking movie. I don't hate that movie. I gotta tell you. <laughs> I don't. I, I actually like that movie a lot. Um, but I, in general... I had a hard time getting through it. I would love to... You know what, then? I would love to talk about that. People have definitely heard enough of this, and we're not even done with Giant Lunch Movie Summer, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could do a podcast on that, because... I'd, I'd like to actually watch, well, talk about something rather that you can't can't stand or don't like, and I do, because uh, I think those are always like the, some of the better ones. And I could kind of tell you why I like it, but um, that's neither here or there. That movie... Well, yeah, I'll do an episode on that, yeah. Yeah, that movie was the last Godzilla movie, and uh, that was in 1955. Now we're 1962, so there was quite a bit of time between uh, sequels. I was actually surprised to find out that this was only the third Godzilla movie. Right, exactly. And and that's the thing, is like everybody associates Godzilla with this long uh you know, as this long running franchise with you know multiple sequels. So you're thinking like, oh, it must be an, an, a new one every year or two. And and it is true for the most part now. But this was quite a long time between movies for this uh would be franchise. It did take a while to catch on and this was the movie that did that. Uh because like I said, this the second one was kind of a flop. This revitalized the interest in this character, and that's why we started getting a lot more after this, because this movie was such a success. 
also first time we saw uh, Godzilla or King Kong in color. Right. Yeah. That's true. Because the other two were in black and white. So, um, we'll jump into the movie real quick. I don't really want to like spend too much time talking about the plot. I'd rather talk about some of the things that you know we like about it, don't like about it. Some like the behind the scenes stuff uh, that we know about. I was going to say, I'd really like to get into some of the behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, stories behind this because it's kind of a fascinating story about how this got made. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the plot is pretty straightforward. Uh, it's a pharmaceutical company run by this guy named Taco. Uh, T-A-K-O. <laughs> well, is uh, he, wait, is he the guy who runs the company or is he like the PR guy? Well, he's the, oh, yeah, okay, so yeah, he's the PR guy because the, the pharmaceutical company has like TV shows and shit. And, um, yes. right, he's trying to get something that's going to spark interest in, uh, you know, on, on their entertainment level. So he finds out about a yeah, giant they're monster. they're worried about the ratings. Right, it's a whole, it's a ratings thing. So uh, he finds out about this giant monster that lives on uh, this little island called Faro Island. He sends two of his guys out there. Uh, our, one of our main characters, Sakurai. And uh, what the hell is the other guy's name? Um, uh, there's Sakurai and... Uh, uh, Kingsbury? Is that, is that... Yes, yes. Yeah. That's it. So. Right, so they they go out to this island on orders of uh, Taco to, you know, find and retrieve this giant, you know, monster. Uh, one's a Can we pause thing. for one second and just talk about what a ridiculous looking man he is? Who? Which one? Taco. He the guy looks like a stereotype of like a Japanese person, like fucking somebody at Warner Brothers Animation drew him and then breathed life into him. And he acts like that, too. Like, he's very... And he acts like it, too. Very animated, you know. um, It's it's supposed to be that way, I guess. He's, like, super over the top. You know, his look, he's got, like, a Hitler mustache for some reason. I don't know why that worked, (laughs) but it did. The Uh, the giant, thick-ass Coke bottle glasses. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely... Uh, uh, He's he's very over the top. Yeah. Enjoyably so, like he is. He's, he's a lot of fun when he's on screen. Oh, he's yeah, he's a legit caricature. Like, yeah, they they go to this uh, island, Faroe Island. They they find out that the, the giant monster is King Kong, and uh, there's also this like berry juice they make that like puts the monster to sleep so he doesn't like fucking kill them all. Um, right, and that's kind of like the, the berries are like kind of the linchpin of the movie. They are, and they make it more so in the American version. When I watched the Japanese one, I realized it wasn't really that big of a deal. Because um, in the American version, they talk about that stuff a lot. They they go into like their little segments about it. But in, right. in the movie, in the Japanese one, it's just kind of like a way to put Godzilla to sleep to bring him back home. I don't know if they know right. about this stuff beforehand. I don't remember. But whatever the case may be. Uh, the natives, you know, have their rituals and they have their ways of, like, you know, uh, keeping this monster at bay. And these berries are uh, part of that. Uh, there's a really great scene, though, on the island where uh, Godzilla's fighting a fucking octopus. Uh, King Kong. <laughs> King yeah. Kong's I'll, I'll leave that in. Huh? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> they're, they're very interchangeable in this movie, and we'll talk about that, actually. Yeah, they kind of are. Um, um, so... I, I, I'll be honest, the uh, the Kong versus uh, Giant Octopus scene might be my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, so E.J. Sabraya, um, the, the special effects uh, guy in charge of this movie, the guy that did all these special effects in this movie, um, I, I had read something about him, or maybe heard it in a commentary track, I don't remember, but him really wanting to do, uh, like, a giant octopus creature. Right. 
I don't think anyone wanted him to do it. And uh, this was kind of like his, like, you know, his way to do it. And he was really excited about it. And there's like multiple different techniques that were used in this fight scene. A lot of them are kind of like noticeable. Uh, if you pay attention to it, some of them really aren't. But they use like a real octopus, a fake octopus. Actually, you have to use quite a few real octopuses. Octopi? They had four uh, real octopuses. Right? Octopi? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's octopi, yeah. But <laughs> um, yeah, they had they had four of them. They actually, they, so they shot like the scenes with the real octopus. They actually uh, shot those on a beach. Yeah, you can tell, obviously. it's like they, they, There's no way that a 60s movie or any movie could replicate how, how realistic it is. You know it's a real octopus. You just like might not understand how like they were able to do that. But then there's obviously a lot of scenes where, you know, it was a fake octopus. They use stop motion. They use reverse filming. Yeah. Like, all these different techniques. Uh, and it's a pretty great fight scene for, you know, um, these these Toho Kaiju films. And because it's not two rubber suits, like, normally. It, it all results in a really cool sequence. It, it, it's, like I said, legitimately my favorite, uh, my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like even eclipsing the Kong versus Godzilla battle at the end. Well, you know that. See, I I would argue that I like this better because um, like it's different from a technical aspect. It's like you could really appreciate it. Um, but even taking that well, they, aside, they it's a also great... use they also used a lot of uh, a lot of different techniques for the Godzilla versus Kong fight. Yeah, but they did not. Um, they did not work well. <laughs> No, yeah. and they didn't. They didn't use a real Godzilla either. <laughs> no, because it's super hard to find. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it was probably my favorite fight scene. I don't like even more so than the Godzilla versus Kong scenes because I just thought it was different and I thought it was well done and I could appreciate it because I could see all like the different things that went into it. Um, it's impressive, especially for the times and what little they had to to work with. Yeah. But they use the berries um, to put him to sleep. They bring him back, um, and 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 during all this, an American submarine, uh, you know, crashes into an iceberg, which is holding Godzilla, which was where he was buried in the last movie, uh, in, in fifty five. So he awakens and and he just does what he does, like he just wreaks havoc on Japan. So obviously, you know, King Kong is back for you know these uh, for from for promotional reasons and. Godzilla's there at the same time. And which is which is very similar to the reason he was brought from the island in the original movie. Yeah. I mean, like, they never really do much else with King Kong, right? I mean, until recently, every fucking King Kong movie... Oh, it was, was all the same. same. Was, it was, was all the same plot. Right, it was the same plot in, in, in slight variations, you know? But, right. the, yeah, they, they stick to all the, the fucking tropes, like, real strong when it comes to King Kong. I didn't love the new one, by the way. Like, I thought it was okay. Like, Kong Skull Island. It was just nice and kind of refreshing to see something very different uh, with King Kong. And obviously, he was a lot bigger, too. That's essentially it, you know. Um, that's it. And that's really all you need, you know. The movie is just, like, it's like the top shelf of these kind of movies, you know. Uh, it had, like, a, yeah. like we said, quite a lot of success. And it did kind of spark, you know, the Godzilla franchise that we know today. Because it had been laying... You know, kind of dormant like Godzilla was in the movie for quite some time. We we got a lot out of this movie. One of the things that I want to talk about, and, I, and it ties into something else we're going to be talking about later on in in this uh, summer's theme, which was the um, the the basically the, uh, the the creation of of this uh, idea, which came from Willis O'Brien. 
Yes. So yeah. So now Willis, kind of. well, right. So now Willis O'Brien, uh, who we probably have to, we're going to talk about a little bit more, uh, was the special effects you know pioneer of of the '30s in America, and he did the original King Kong. Oh, even before that. Even before that. Well, yeah. Um, like yeah. going back to like the 1910s, I wanted to say. Right, with the Lost World, right? With that, that came out like 1920, I think, um, or 1920-something. Yeah, somewhere in that area. That, yeah, he did a lot of short films before that. But obviously his big breakthrough was King Kong, Son of Kong, and then Mighty Joe Young. A lot of monkey stuff. Right. <laughs> a lot of monkey lots stuff. Of, lots of big monkey And then he, in turn, because uh, Ray Harryhausen worked on, under him uh, as, I think, a tech in uh, Mighty Joe Young. It might have been Son of Kong. Yeah. Now, uh, Willis O'Brien basically wrote... Um, what he wanted to be King Kong versus Frankenstein. And the issue was, is they didn't know that they had the rights to Frankenstein. Cause like, I think maybe, you know, a little bit more about this. I, I, so like Frankenstein is not really like a character owned by universal, but the likeness of Frankenstein is that specific likeness. Right. Uh, of the Frankenstein monster. That we all know. Right. But Frankenstein is universal. Frankenstein, like the book, the characters, they're in the public domain. Right. Anybody can make a Frankenstein. And they do. <laughs> um, and they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was originally going to be King Kong versus Frankenstein. Um, have you seen the, uh, some of the design sketches of that? Yes, I have. Yeah, They look the same. It's a, it's, they look the same, yeah. but um, texture-wise, it's, it's different. Because he's, he's kind of like built from like all these other animals, right? Um, it's, it's, so it looks like um, almost like a, a bipedal elephant, yeah, or a rhinoceros. Like it's got that kind of texture. I thought it looks pretty mm. fucking cool. Yeah. Um, the problem with this movie idea wind up being like, well, how the hell are we going to make this? Because they. They just, uh, you know, assumed that it was just going to be all stop motion. And uh, that was a daunting task for a lot of people, like, in the studios and stuff like that. It got expensive. It got expensive. So, right, like, right. So, uh, Willis O'Brien had teamed up with this independent producer. John Beck. To try and get the movie made. Uh, John Beck, is that was his name? Yeah, it was John Beck, yeah. John Beck. Uh, so, Beck's going around to every studio in Hollywood, like, shopping this project around. Nobody's fighting. So what he does is, behind Willis O'Brien's back, he goes to Toho. And Toho is all about it. Yeah. They want King Kong so bad, but they want him to fight Godzilla. This whole like idea that Willis O'Brien had that was sold for, for this movie sparked so many different things. You know, there's so many Toho movies, like Kaiju movies from like this period of time that could be tied to this idea. Because this whole thing of like Frankenstein shows up a lot in, uh, well, a decent amount in, in uh, Kaiju films in Toho in the 60s. Really? Yeah. So they, they sell this movie to Toho. They just swap out Frankenstein for um, Godzilla. And then they have a movie. And it's, and it's, and it's funny because like in the movie... Uh, King Kong has like electrical powers, right? Which I never understood. And it was just like, oh, wait, I just took it as like, well, that was just a Japanese way of making it more unique. Because obviously they sized King Kong up a lot. That That's that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, to fight Godzilla. Because King Kong was climbing buildings. Now he's as big as, well, bigger than buildings. So they, right. they, they sized him up. 
And they gave him, like, powers of electricity. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of weird, you know. Um, but, like, finding out about this, like, you know, not too long ago, um, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I suppose that makes more sense now because it was a, it's supposed to be Frankenstein. So, like, I think, like, what Toho did is they swapped out King Kong for Godzilla and Frankenstein for King Kong. And like they, and that's how they got their movie. And now it's like, oh, now he had these powers of electricity. They kind of just like left it in there. That's like that's what I assumed happened. I don't. I never read that anywhere. I don't know if anyone's confirmed it. If they have, I guess let us know. Uh, I'm sure people. Love yeah, to, I haven't seen anything about that, but that does make a lot of sense to me. People love to prove people wrong watch. on the internet. <laughs> so please, that, yeah, you know, jump on that. But yeah, I think, let us know. Right. I, I I just made that assumption. I think that makes the most amount of sense because I never really got that otherwise but <clears throat> this whole frankenstein thing popped up later on because there was a movie uh that came out um a couple of years later uh called frankenstein vs baragon which was a f- giant frankenstein monster fighting another popular toad uh kaiju uh, monster and that was a pretty popular movie which spawned an even more popular sequel called war of the gargantuas which was about like two frankenstein monsters basically so they they ran with Frankenstein, um, and, I, and I feel like it's all came from this script. Again, this is like my speculation of it, you know. But yeah, also Brian died right before this movie got. Yeah, and some people. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> also Brian's wife supposedly claims that's because of the ordeal he went through with this. Well, he had the movie snatched out from under him. Yeah. And there was a lot of, like, legal battles uh, that were going on, I believe, because of that. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, and he wound up passing away, like, pretty much right right after that. He wasn't he wasn't that old. He was, like, 72 when he died. Um, but the dude had a fucking life. He had a really rough fucking He had a crazy fucking life. Um, yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit when we talk about our next uh, movie, that especially something that has to do with him. But, uh, yeah, I read about his life recently, actually. Um I mean, I always knew, yeah, I always knew he was, and I saw a documentary on him, but I I read into some of the stuff about his life um, a little bit more recent, and I was kind of blown away. I'm like, this guy had a fucking life. Yeah, this was obviously his original idea. He does get kind of credit for it more now, but at the time, obviously, no one knew he had anything to do with it, and uh, in the mainstream public anyway. And, you know, he's a big name, right? So everybody kind of knows who he is. So so Godzilla vs. Sea Monster, they also kind of did something weird where it was supposed to be King Kong. And they used Godzilla instead. King Kong was kind of dying out at that point, uh, and Godzilla was still going strong. King Kong had like a like an American slash Japanese cartoon series. You remember that 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 show? Yes. Okay, it was yeah, ba- back in the rest of that. Kong, wasn't it? I don't think it was called King Kong. It was just called Kong. I think so. Yeah, they made a movie based on that cartoon called King Kong Escapes. And that was a pretty popular that movie too. Familiar. Yeah, it was like he fought like a Mecha Kong. <laughs> Yes, that's why. Okay, and, yeah. And it's uh, people think like, oh, it's just a, it's it's the same King Kong from you know King Kong vs Godzilla. It's the Japanese King Kong. It's actually not like it's from the cartoon, and they're two different Kongs, and they have like they call them like first generation and second generation because they're different sizes. So the King Kong okay. that you see in King Kong vs Godzilla is the only time he appears, and there's another one in a different movie. But they were going to put him in this, uh, you know, Godzilla vs Sea Monster movie that we got. And they, they decided not to because he just, he was kind of done at that point. The cartoon was ending. No one had an interest in him. I don't think that King Kong Escape did well, although it has a lot of, like, you know, um, 
camp value now. You know, a lot of people like kind of right. really cherish that movie. But um, they swapped in Godzilla at the end. And they didn't really change enough because it's weird. <laughs> it's a weird movie. Godzilla is powered by electricity, which is something that never happens in the movie. They usually try to kill him with it. But he, he's powered right. by lightning. He has like a relationship with an island girl. Like it's very odd movie. And you could tell something was going on with it. And uh, that was the reason why. So there's a lot of weird stuff that they did with the Japanese King Kong. And I don't know if you know this, but this is actually not the first time we see King Kong in Japan. Really? Yeah. So it's there. there's two lost films from the 30s. Uh, one came out in 33, which is really just trying to cash in on uh, King Kong's success. Um, I forget the title of it. It's Lost, but it was like um, like a parody. And it had a Japanese King Kong monster in it. Uh, there's some photos you can oh, find wow. online. Yeah. And the other one, which is a little bit more popular, uh, is a Lost film as well. came out in 1938 called uh, King Kong Appears in Edo. Uh, and it was like kind of a feudal um, King Kong monster in old Tokyo. And uh, there's really not, like, much known about it. The promotional stuff that's out there is very confusing. It, the, the size of the monster kind of varies. They're not sure if he was a giant monster or a regular size. Uh, he's very Japanese-looking. So if you look that up, it's uh, it's definitely something. Uh, but, yeah, these are, like, two lost films. Because otherwise, this is the third appearance of King Kong in a film. Um, or a King Kong. And it's the third appearance of Godzilla in a film. Right. So, all right. When did you first see this movie? Uh, ooh. Maybe 11 or 12, somewhere in that area. Did you see it on TV? Did you rent it? or like? No, this would have been maybe on the Sci-Fi channel. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I, I remember like, I remember having to buy this one, I think. I don't remember seeing it on TV that much. Um, I, I remember like the cover, too. It was such a, such a like shitty cover. <laughs> uh, it was almost like, they, for some reason, it looked like it was a black and white photo that they like color corrected. And that was like they the, did that a lot back then. Though. Yeah, fucking good times, man. They made all those videos back then. Yes, yeah, good times <laughs> would do yeah. that a lot. Yeah, and they made like just like real shitty like covers and stuff like that. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was I, I, just here's a movie. Watch it. I mean, I watched a share of this movie. It's this is like a go-to summer movie for me. So I was like watching this again this summer is like very nostalgic uh, in that way. You know, I remember like just kind of like family barbecues like. I don't want to fucking, you know, I was like, you know, probably the same age, like 12, 12 or 13. Just kind of want to like, you know, hang out in my room and just watch stuff, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, I watched it so many times, man. So I, I have a lot of like fond memories of being an angsty <laughs> preteen teen and just watching fucking, you know, King Kong vs. Godzilla. Like I said before, it's just like a really like great adventure movie, you know. Um, like I love oh, yeah. it, the Technicolor and stuff like that. Like it's just. You know what's. You know what I what impressed me most, uh, especially on this last viewing. Um, it's a well-written script, for like all purely the sh- yeah. from a story standpoint. There's so much shit like, going on, and they got the it all set up right. and payoff. It's just like this is really well done. Like they thought this through, and they really didn't have to because it's fucking King Kong versus Godzilla. No, yeah, you see them like like nowadays. You have a lot of like team up movies, and they struggle to find a reason to get these things together. Like I thought the original, like I thought like you know the um the new King Kong versus Godzilla was was good, you know, because it kept that like campy value. It wasn't like too serious, you know, like some of the other ones were. Um, they right. just, they knew the right, like, tone for it. But, 
you know, like this story was a little bit like, all right, you know, like you got a lot, like when you have a lot of characters and then some big characters and you have to get all these things together and all the stars to line up in the universe, right? Like it could get well, complicated. Well, they overcomplicated it. They right. overcomplicated and, it. Right. It didn't have to be. You're right. And that's what I was going to say. It get complicated and they and they did. They made it harder than it had to be. <laughs> this was just a simple, you know, uh, movie. And he had some good characters. I mean, everything was pretty likable. Even like the ones that weren't supposed to be were entertaining. Like Taco. Yeah. Funny. He's, he's kind of yeah. the villain. But he's a lot of fun to watch, you know? Sakurai is like kind of the main character. And then he has a sister, yeah. uh, Fumiko. And she has like a fiance, right? Um, a Fujita. And, you know, like he's an inventor. Like, so like everything kind of ties together. Um, you know, she's the one that gets kidnapped by the King Kong. He's an inventor, yeah, so he finds something. She's the Fei Rei character, kind of. Right. Which, by the way, is really strange to me, right? Because they kind of keep fucking with the size of King Kong in this movie. Like, he shouldn't be able to hold a person in his hand and you still see the person. Do you know what I'm saying? That's true. If That's he's, true. <laughs> if yeah, he's the, bigger than the buildings. <laughs> the scale is off a little bit. Yeah. And it's funny because there are times where you do see him climbing buildings. Right. Well, he's as big as King. Well, he's as big as Godzilla. So when Godzilla's crushing buildings or walking, you know, knocking them over, like, well, then he's got to be the same size. And then when they're not together, that's kind of when you see the discrepancy because they want to do all the King Kong shit, you know, and they can't really have him do that if he's too big. So they kind of play with the size a little bit, which is weird. Yeah. One of the things that makes me crack up every time I watch this is, in in the American one, obviously, is the... (laughs) um, the news reporters. And I forget their names. I shouldn't. I've seen it so many times. But the, the, like, the... um, There's the two American guys. The main one is, like, the guy that comes in, like, the specialist, the the guy with white hair. And... Yes. Yeah, the doctor or whatever. (laughs) He's talking about dinosaurs. And he's, like, trying to explain, like, what Godzilla is. And he picks up a children's book to show us, like... (laughs) This is a Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. This is a Stegosaurus. That's what he does. (laughs) I'm just like, right. American doctor. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Looked up the name of the reporter, by the way. It's Eric Carter. Right, right, And right, Dr. Right. Johnson. Okay. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, it came with his, with his, with his uh, Golden Book series on dinosaurs and <laughs> trying to tell us what fucking happened. So ridiculous. <laughs> Let's talk about the ending because this is another, you know, point of, um, you know, a, a big, a big talking point. Um, they, yeah. yeah, so everybody would, everybody was saying at, at the time, uh, in the sixties that the Japanese version had, had Godzilla win while the American version had King Kong win because at the end they both basically fall off a cliff and King Kong is the only one swimming away. Um, implying that Godzilla, you know, lost, died, whatever you want to call it. He didn't win. So, um, that was a rumor for a long time. It was printed in Famous Monsters of Filmland, which is a fam- very famous monster magazine back in the sixties. So, this rumor uh, was solidified as a fact for fucking decades, you know? I think, like, trivia games had this in there as, you know, a fact that, about the movie and all this kind of stuff. But nobody really ever saw it, you know? Um, and obviously, like, we didn't have the same amount, uh, the same level of communication we have now, you know? Or research abilities that we have now. You can look things up online or talk to people that easily. So, it wasn't like you're going to call someone in Japan like, hey, what ending did you get, you know? But nobody really like fact checked that for a long time, and books about this uh, franchise or either franchise were all talking about how it had different endings, uh, but it's just not true. There, there's slight differences in the endings. Um, King Kong wins them both, uh, yeah. and I can tell you that for a fact because I saw it. 
Um, but they do the, the the dialogue is a little bit different in the Japanese one. When they talk about Godzilla probably surviving, because they're like, yeah, we're gonna make a lot of money with this movie, and we're gonna have to keep this going. Um, and you do hear Godzilla's raw at the end of the movie in the Japanese one. You don't hear that in the American one. That's the only difference. Gotcha. And, and I don't know if that was enough that the hearing that roar was enough to start that you know telephone type you know uh, rumor right. about this, and it went up becoming like, oh, here is roar. Oh, well, he must survive. Oh, he won. You know. Um, yeah, but you also hear King Kong's roar. You do, right? But in the American it, one, during just, that ending, right? In the American one, you just hear King Kong. Right. Yeah, in the Japanese, you hear Godzilla's too. So you hear them both. Yeah, and they've actually they've actually said that the reason they did that wasn't so much to say, "Oh, hey, Godzilla's alive." It was more like the two of them taking their bows. Right. Yeah. Such, such a Japanese thing to say <laughs> about that. Right. Yeah. But yeah, no. There's only one ending. But, uh, King Kong wins, uh, no matter which version of the movie you watch. Uh, the and the reason they did that is because at the time, Godzilla was still a bad guy. Right, of course. And he was a bad guy in the next movie, you know. Um, right. Which is my absolute favorite Godzilla movie. So we got that from this, you know. Uh, this is a great movie, obviously. I love this one, but uh, Martha Rose Godzilla is so fucking good. And um, and, and then that, that was pretty much it. We got the Godzilla franchise that we know today after this movie. Obviously, this, this movie did very well. And why wouldn't it? You know, it's two huge IPs, you know, in two different countries kind of coming together. Didn't really happen, you know. It happened, you kind of take that for granted now because you see so many, you know, big, uh, you know, media tie-ins and you know franchises just like just growing like you know fucking. Right now, know. shit like this happens all the time. Oh, right, but it's not was not a common thing. Like, you know, Toho, like we talked about before, you know, was like kind of one of the original cinematic universes. Like, all these things kind of took place in the same universe. Uh, before that, it was Universal doing everything with, uh, you know, the with Universal their monsters, monsters. Yeah. Yeah. These things were around for a long time, you know, but it was still rare. Nowadays, it's it, it's kind of what a success is based on. Do you have a, you know, um, shared universe, you know? Or that's that's the goal for a lot of, you know, people. And yeah, it came at a price, obviously, because this movie was stolen from, you know, a, a great American pioneer of uh, special effects. But, you know, most uh, stories like this have a tragic element to it, and that's kind of this one's. I mean, having said that, I don't. Do you have anything else to say about the movie? No, no. I, I think we pretty much said it all. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was it, this movie's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and just we'll we'll just make a quick note that uh, you know we apologize because we were uh, absent the last two weeks. For our listeners that that are you know uh, faithful and whatnot know that you know it's like a hobby with a bunch of people you know it's not our job so sometimes you know our schedules are are kind of packed with uh, other things and you know we try our hardest to get this out every week so we do apologize for that um want to try to make it up by doing two uh this week and next week uh just to sort of catch up to our theme as well and close that out and then move on to some other stuff next uh, month and uh we have kind of worked out some things with our schedule and i'm going to add some uh other you know, friends that work on this stuff with us into the mix uh, to get some more opinions and whatnot, and uh, you know, have some. We have some pretty good plans, so uh, we should be able to get back on track soon. So hopefully, you guys that uh, have continued to listen still do, and uh, we get back some of our old listeners. And uh, and that is that. Hope everybody's been having a good summer. I know I have. 
Yeah. yeah okay. I, I have two. Busy, but good, you know? Um, yeah. 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 So we got a couple more go-arounds to this. And if you don't like it, I'm real sorry. <laughs> but we'll be coming it's back. It's fucking bad. Yeah, yeah, we'll be coming back in September uh, with, a, you know, with more stuff. Uh, non-giant monster movie stuff, obviously. Uh, we still have a lot of new things to talk about, you know. Um, I've seen quite a bit. Yeah, so we'll ho- hopefully next month we can, you know, catch up to some of the movies that came out this year because we've been doing this summer theme for a while, which we've enjoyed, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening as always. And with that said, fucking good night. Good night, everybody. Next week on Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Yeah, oh, like, I was like, the little, little clitoris remote with buttons. It's like, it's like the Simon version of a clit. <laughs> that would be really helpful for a lot of people, I think. <laughs> Don't try to figure it on your own. Just do it this way, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, you messed up. Just, just follow the pattern. <laughs> you know, stop trying to freestyle. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at SexyVampTeeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. And if you want to follow Justin, all you that's need to me. do... Oh, you're still on the phone? Uh, I very rarely ever hang up. Tell the people where they could follow you, Justin. Well, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me as Justin Tong. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me jtong81 and if you want to follow me on slasher the horror-based social media site you can find me at sexy vampire teeth pod and if you want to follow me on social media you can't i'm off the stuff so if you guys want updates on the show please follow us on our social media sites and make sure to tune in every monday night for a new episode thanks for listening guys and good night so long everybody you've been listening to the sexy vampire teeth podcast 